Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for some magic now. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. <laughs> for the kingdom. Welcome to episode five of Let's Riot. I'm one of your hosts, Shannon Gressley. And I'm your other host, Ashley Vinton. Let's Riot is a podcast produced by The Bud Co., where we create space to learn about and practice heavenly rhythms for our everyday and get real about the hard questions we face as God's people. To find out more about The Bud Co., check us out on Instagram at The Bud Co. or thebudco.org. All right, Ash, I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. And this is one of those early morning chats. I think you're much more of a morning person than I am. So we'll see how this goes. (laughs) But how have you been? I heard that you were looking at a house last night. It was awesome. So there were a couple couples actually at the house with us while we toured, which was really interesting. Uh, Like we walked up to the house and there's a other couple. And at first we thought they were going to take us around the house and show it to us. And they're like, no, we're actually looking at this house too. And we were talking to them about our experience, like with the market, like what it's been like, how, how long they've been looking. And they're like, this is the 19th house that we've seen. So we really hope it works out. We're like, oh shoot, we just got started. But we do have about a two week frame where we have to decide if we're going to stay in our apartment and sign on for another 18 months or kind of move out and find a new place in San Diego. So yeah, we really, really like the house. It's about It's half a mile away from some of our really good friends' house, which is really cool. And they're about to have a baby in August. So it would be so fun to live so close to them, like in the same neighborhood, basically. So anyways, we love the house, but everybody loved the house. And so we literally, it was a race to basically go fill out the application for the property. And I totally forgot how long that kind of stuff took. So we were like, shoot, we don't have time to even like run home, get our laptops and do it. So we ran over to our friend's house, stole their laptops and just applied for their house right there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're really, we're, we actually should know if we got it within the next hour. Oh my Um, gosh. That's a quick turnaround. It is. So um, if I get a thumbs up from my husband, I'll uh, let you know if we get it. (laughs) In in uh, real time here, we're going to find exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> We awesome. hope. We'll see. But yeah, so we're excited. We're, um, yeah, it would be fun to kind of move out. And I mean, our whole married life so far of about almost three years, we've always just lived in an apartment. So it'd be really fun and unique to be able to park in a driveway and walk <laughs> right to our front door instead of like what a walking concept. through a lobby and going up an elevator. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, what about you? How How is everything going? Oh, uh, well, my, the company I work for is about to open up a restaurant next week. Uh, yeah. I know that you know a little bit about it, Ash, but totally. it's called Ginger Street and it's a Southeast Asian hawker style restaurant. And so that opens... What does hopper style mean? So it's hawker style and that oh, basically hawker. refers to... In Southeast Asia, you've probably seen it on movies and things, but those big open-aired complex where a bunch of food vendors are... Kind of like Crazy Rich Asians? Exactly. Exactly Ah, like that. Yes. So that's like kind of the 
essence that we're trying to tap into. But mm. we are less than a week from opening. Um, That's so fun. So it's super fun. Yesterday was our first, like, well, not our first, my first experience, like hosting a training and orientation for a full team. Wow. And so it's really cool to like see this coming together from conception to like finished product. But it's it's a lot. <laughs> I'm That's like, incredible. Maybe I'll open up my own restaurant one day, <laughs> but maybe not. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so fun. So that's, yeah, that is fun. Come visit me at Ginger Street next time you're in town. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but this morning, or whenever you're listening to this, we are going to dive into the practice of meditation. And don't worry, we're not going to have you sit cross-legged and hum um with us. We're going to get real about this discipline and look at what it really looks like in somebody's everyday. Basically, we're going to walk you through what we've learned by practicing this discipline and the challenges and takeaways we've experienced and also the questions and what was keeping us from practicing it before. So I think this is going to be a really interesting conversation because I feel like meditation is one of those spiritual disciplines that all of us are like, oh yeah, it's in the Bible, but like, what does that even look like? And it's very new agey and a lot of other people practice it. So what does it look like for us as God's people to practice it? So Ash, what did you think meditation was before we started this? That's a great question. I, um, I think I thought it was a, um, kind of more an of an Eastern religion, just kind of an emptying of oneself. I thought it was very like self, like self-focused and like very, um, kind of detaching from the world and attaching to yourself. Yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly don't think I knew much of what it was like. I didn't even know that Christians practice meditation. Yeah. I guess I just thought it was more of an Eastern religion kind of, um, practice. Yeah, I don't know. What about you? What did you think it was? Yeah, I think what you said about detaching from like the world or yourself or like this material type of thing yeah. was really what I thought it was like this idea that you're going to empty your mind um, and like recenter your mind on, mm -hmm. I guess, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like I, yeah. I really felt like it was just like you want to completely empty and quiet your mind. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of what was hard for me is like every time somebody, cause you know, I feel like meditation has become a little bit more mainstream in the last couple for of sure. years with hundred percent. There's yeah. the headspace meditation app that you can download on your phone, uh, or whatever. And so mm -hmm. every time I tried to like approach it, I was like, well, I can't do this. Like there's just too much going on in my mind, which I guess is the point, but it was like, every time I tried to like sit down, I just couldn't focus in like completely like empty sure. my mind, you know, I felt like I totally. was, I yep. wasn't focusing on anything. Like I was just supposed to focus on nothing almost. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's also so contrary to what our culture is like. Meditation is so contrary to what our culture 
tells us to do. Like, I, I feel like there's all this pressure to like hurry and go and just like be busy. And I mean, we mentioned this last week on the podcast or I think it was a Sabbath podcast where we idolize busyness. And totally. so just the act of slowing down is so contrary to what we're taught, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a really good point because kind of what introduced at least me to meditation was the book Celebration of Discipline, um, which is a great read. But the author in that book basically points out that in the Bible's time, both the Old Testament and New Testament, meditation was just a part of everyday life. And so to like teach someone to meditate was like, what do you mean? Like, that's just like Mm -hmm. what you do. It, It was very like just a part of who they were. And so mm-hmm. it's a really hard discipline to grasp because we never really get like the concrete practicals laid out for us in the scripture. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's also part of why it feels really foreign or like, oh, it was for God's people then, but not really now because sure. our culture doesn't understand it. And I think to some degree rejects this idea of, uh, quieting down and like connecting with a higher being, like whether that's an Eastern culture or the Christian culture. But I mean, I guess, how do we define it? You know, like after you've practiced it, after you've dug in a little bit, like how would you even define meditation? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like I've kind of been processing a lot of what it, yeah, what is meditation? And I keep uh, bringing myself back to that verse in Psalms, just be still and know that I am God. And I, I guess in my definition, um, after kind of practicing it for some time now, I was talking to Shannon about this earlier. I'm still struggling to kind of make it a part of just kind of my daily or weekly rhythms, but it is something I'm really wanting to uh, work at. But after practicing it for some time, I can just say that it is just like a time to just be still and just commune with God. Um, I think for a while when I first started practicing it, um, I, I thought it was just a time to kind of be silent and listen to God. And I, after kind of like diving more in depth to different other different disciplines, which we're going to dive more into. Um, I think that's more of a time of like, just the act of like being still and listening is more falls under more of like a silence or like solitude category. Whereas meditation is communion with God. And while you're in community with somebody, not, not even just God, like you're not just the one listening or just talking. You're, um, it's an equal, I don't know, equal measure of talking and listening and just being in communion and just knowing God, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I think what my struggle is, is distinguishing prayer from meditation. Like totally for sure. Like what's the difference and like prayer, everybody, at least everyone in the Christian culture, but almost everyone in the world, I would say, like has some definition understanding of what prayer is. Whereas like meditation, it's like, is meditation prayer or is that something different? And do we even do it? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think from kind of diving into it and practicing it a little bit, 
I really identify with the definition of like, it is a time to like, be still, like you said, and just listen to God and allow him to speak to us and refresh us and really create space for him to do what he wants to do and not put any kind of expectation on what we want to get from our time meditating or whatever you you might want or need from it, but allow God to give us a heavenly and prophetic perspective through time meditating. But mm-hmm. it's like this weird balance of like, oh, like it's a time to like not put expectations on what God does, but then like, what does, what is meditation? (laughs) You know, like it's this weird, okay, but what does that even look like? So I really want us to get into the practicals of meditation and we'll hit on that a little bit later, but I kind of want to go back to the beginning. And I kind of mentioned I was introduced to meditation through reading Celebration of Discipline um, earlier this year. But to be honest, I think that I was introduced on some level a lot earlier. I know that like last year I had talked to a friend who had committed to meditating every day and she was just sharing with me how it had really like changed her daily life. And I was like, man, that's cool. I'm going to try that. And I tried it and I was like, this is awful. Like, mm, why? Yeah. how is this life giving to you? I just feel, honestly, I feel like a failure every time I'm doing it because I can't empty my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then right before I started reading Celebration of Discipline, funny enough, my mom called me and she had just finished a book on meditation from a health perspective. And she had called me being like, this is going to change your life. And I was like, "Uh, okay. And she had known that I had been struggling with some anxiety issues. And she just really felt like, man, if you meditated every day and took this seriously, like you, like your stress levels would go down. Like you'd be able to like approach anxiety so much better. Um, and I was like, okay, well, funny enough, I'm reading this other book that's talking about meditation, but from a Christian perspective and Mm -hmm. something about it really, um, I don't know. I think it really resonated with me and because not just And it's funny, like, I feel like sometimes you do have to have something um, presented to you, not just from like a Christian perspective, but from like a, this is actually really beneficial just in life. And because those two things came together at the same time for me, I was like, okay, I really, I really want to give this a try and seriously approach it. And so it's a semi-regular practice for me now. Um, But I also am just like, how beautiful is it that like, you don't even have to like know the promises in the Bible around meditation and just like spiritual disciplines, but like our physical body was built for it. Like there are physical Mm. benefits from diving into these disciplines specifically around meditation, you know, like it lowers stress, it lowers blood pressure, it um, helps us with memory retention. Ladies, it helps (laughs) with PMSing, you know, like it, it has some actual tangible benefits that Mm. science even backs up. And I don't know. It's just pretty cool. But all that to say, Ash, 
like, what has your experience been with meditation? How did you like get into it? Quote unquote, what has it been like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think I was first introduced to it, honestly, probably back in October um, when we were, Kyle and I were a part of a leadership cohort at church. Um, and I think we were doing an in-depth study on the Enneagram and then I forget how it all tied in, but somehow um, our pastor who was leading it, Dan, was basically just saying, or he kept on referencing this one app that he really likes. Um, it sounds kind of like your headspace. I've never tried headspace, but it's called centering prayer. So basically what it is, I really like it. It's, um, you set the, you set like a tone. And so my tone that I chose, it's, I mean, it kind of sounds like an Eastern religion thing, but it's three gongs that go off. Um, and then you choose how long you want to meditate for. And then I really like it because then you can choose a scripture to kind of read in the beginning. And then so and then you're kind of meditating on that scripture, whatever kind of scripture you choose. They have about 15 or so options. Um, and then afterwards, you choose a prayer or another scripture reading to kind of close out your time in meditation. Um, and the gongs go off in the beginning and then and then at the end. But anyways, so we kept on talking about this. I dove into it. I was really, I feel like disciplined in practicing it for a couple months in the beginning. I would just kind of do it. I didn't do it daily. I probably did it weekly just for about 10 minutes um, a week. So 10 minutes a day per week. And it was, it was honestly, it, it was good. It was really sweet. Um, and there were a few really sweet times where I really feel like the Lord spoke to me about different things that I was wrestling with. Um, I think a quote that really stood out to me in the book Celebration of Discipline, because I'm also going through that book right now, and I feel like it just really resonated because I, I think I went in to meditation feeling like I'm going to have these grand revelations on things. I'm going to just have all this like, I'm just going to hear from God so much on like what he wants me to do and what, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then I kind of got like frustrated when... A meditation session, if you will, would end and I'm like, mm, I don't really feel like anything's changed. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, that was a waste of time. And so I really resonate with this one quote that I'll read to you right now. It says, it is wonderful when a particular meditation leads to ecstasy, but it is far more common to be given guidance in dealing with ordinary human problems. Meditation sends us into our ordinary world with greater perspective and balance. And so Ever since reading that, then I think I kind of maybe gave myself a little bit more grace on I don't need to be given revelation and have this ecstasy moment, you know, yeah. just an extraordinary time just like listening to God. But yeah, I think overall what I am starting to learn is that Christian meditation is just listening to God's voice and just yeah, just being reminded of just different ways throughout our day where we can walk in obedience with the Lord, you know? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I really loved what you said about like not having to have this huge revelation or this spiritual high coming off of meditation. Because I think in general, I think we're people that have become 
too fixated on productive times with God. Like I need to have X, Y, and Z to happen Mm -hmm. while I'm spending time with God for it to be worth it or time not wasted. And that's just Mm -hmm. not how relationship with God works. And like you were saying before about community, like it's not like I'm going to hang out with you, Ash, and be like, oh, well, geez, I, I'm not walking away with any life revelation and she didn't speak into this <laughs> like I wanted her to. And so that was a waste of time. You know, like mm-hmm. we need to be so much more content with just being in the presence of God and enjoying relationship with him and not so worried about am I going to get what I want out of this and trusting that God knows what we need and that he does and will speak to us in the ways that are most life-giving for us. But okay, so I want to just pause here and talk about hearing from God because I feel like we are both referencing it from like a, oh yeah, you hear from God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think I grew up in the church for a really long time and I'd hear that and I'd be like, but wait, can you, can you go back? Like, can we talk about that for a second? Like, what, what do you mean by that? And I think this is a huge conversation. I think we could do a podcast series alone on this topic, Mm -hmm. but just to tap into a little bit of it, like, If somebody were to stop and ask you, hey, go back, what did you mean by, like, I want to hear from God in this time? Like, how would you explain that to them? I feel like it's just so different for everyone. And I feel like that's like the beauty of who God is. Um, Yeah. I kind of feel like it can be different for everybody. For me, I hear from God by just creating space to, um, to just see God throughout the everyday. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. Okay. I'm going to give you an example. So a few months ago, I think I was kind of struggling. I honestly, I kind of forget what I was struggling with, but basically, I mean, ultimately the reason why I was struggling was because I was not creating space in my everyday to just be with God. And so I was really lacking intimacy in my walk with him And I was like, I don't even, I, yeah, like I can't hear from him. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like, you know? And so, and then I think I was challenged, uh, by my husband and he was like, think about like you and I, like if we go days without talking, we're not gonna like, we're gonna feel awkward with each other almost, you know, it's going to be like, who are you? What's going, you know? And so the more that we just develop practices and like rhythms throughout our day of just being in the presence of God and recognize, choosing to see him throughout literally everything, because he literally has his hand in all that we're doing every single day. We just have to be, um, we just have to open our eyes and be receptive to it. I think the more that we can hear from God. So I kind of feel like I didn't answer the question because I feel like the only way to hear from God is just by choosing to be disciplined in your everyday and create moments of space, developing and cultivating your intimacy and relationship with him. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think also a big thing, and I ran into this too, but I also like, feel like I hear this a lot just in our culture and our generation of like, 
how do I know that's from God? Or like, there's just like this, we doubt every time that God could even speak to us because we're like, oh, well, like, I don't know that's from him. And I think to some level, that's like a healthy thing. Like, we don't want to be like, I got a a direct line to God and I can just tell you exactly what he's, he's saying at all times. And I... I am like flawless in what I hear because scripture tells us that we see in part and we hear in part. And so I think there is a healthy level of doubt of being like, I'm going to present this to wise counsel and also take it back to the scripture um, when I feel like I, I am hearing something from God, because if it doesn't align with truth and the character of God, then I, I really am only hearing in part and saying in a part and Mm -hmm. God's uh, word is is bigger than what I think I'm hearing and saying. <clears throat> but I, love that. I think that we need we need to be bold enough to declare that the spirit of God is at work in our lives and that there is fruit that comes from it and there is gifting in our lives that come from the spirit that allow us to reap the fruit from those spiritual disciplines. And like you said, he is working and moving in our everyday. And if we allow him to open our eyes to that work, that's a beautiful thing. But we also have to first recognize that God does speak to us and that we do hear from him. Because I think a lot of us won't even admit that. Like we're afraid to, we feel like that's weird, but here's the thing. It's a biblical concept. It's throughout the new Testament. We are promised it in the old Testament. And I think that we get weirded out by the Holy spirit and we're like, well, I don't really know it. Like what the role of uh, his role is in the Trinity. And I feel like he's more of the shy member of the Trinity. Like he's just there to like encourage me and stuff. But we just don't see that picture in the Bible. We see the Holy Spirit depicted by rushing loud winds and tongues of fire and how God moves in our physical world. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And I always go back to Pentecost in Acts when the Holy Spirit came to the disciples. But before that, Jesus ascended and said, wait in Jerusalem and I'm going to send the helper. And I think one thing that we forget is Jesus wasn't like, hey, in 10 days, my helper's going to come. Just wait that that 10 days. He just said, hey, my, my helper's going to come. You just wait for him. And the disciples went back to Jerusalem and waited patiently. And the Holy Spirit came in his time. And mm-hmm. the disciples were obedient and waiting for the fullness of the Spirit to come to them. And... I also think that we forget that the Holy Spirit coming to us and being made full in our lives also deals with putting to death the things of flesh. And so if we are unwilling Mm -hmm. to put to death our sinful nature and the things that we know are keeping us from God and allowing God to do the refining work in our hearts and our lives, then we keep ourselves from experiencing the fullness of the spirit. And so it's like this, it's 
like I said, it's a huge conversation to be had, but yeah. I just want to like lay the groundwork of like, this is a biblical thing. It isn't like a, you either have it or you don't have it. I think we need to be more willing to talk about this mm-hmm. weird subject almost in the Christian culture and allow ourselves to be uncomfortable. But I just feel like we have to address that as we're talking about meditation and like creating space to listen to God, because I think hearing from God, like you can't listen to anything if you're not being spoken to, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Shannon, I love what you said. I, I really, um, appreciate what you said about taking it to community and taking it to the word. Does it align with scripture? Does it, affirm with what those in your community, in your everyday are also telling you, can they also agree with that? I think that's really powerful um, and just really important to highlight. So Shannon, I mean, you've been practicing it for quite some time now. What do you feel like has been the fruit? What do you feel like has been like the biggest takeaway just from this season in your life of just practicing it? Yeah. So I feel like I kind of have two big takeaways. I think the first is really challenging myself to drop the need for a productive time with God. Because to be honest, sometimes I'll sit down to meditate and it's like, okay, God, thanks for just sitting with me. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not walking away with like, man, I just know exactly what to do now. Or God gave me a, a word for the day or this situation. It's just like, I just got to sit in the presence of God and I'm going to trust that when we're in the presence of God, things change and my emotions don't get to dictate, uh, what God is doing. And honestly, I think that's also one of the biggest challenges for me of like, even though it's, it's really forcing me to drop this need for productive time with God. It's also highlighting like how much I've been relying on that, um, Mm -hmm. and how much, I have how much worth I've placed on my emotions and, and mm. spending time with God, which there it like there is beauty to emotion. And I, I think that God does does use them for his glory, but that cannot mm-hmm. be our bedrock. Scripture and truth has to be. But in practicing meditation, I also feel like it has given me boldness to declare what God is speaking because I am cultivating, uh, what, uh, celebration of discipline calls holy leisure to just make time to listen to God. Mm. And out of making time, I feel like there are of course fruits of being like God is speaking and God is moving. And I am going to be bold in declaring that, this is what I feel like God is saying. And yes, I do see in part and I hear in part, but I am going to lead out in um, what I feel like God is declaring over my life and the life of others and bring him glory through that mm-hmm. and not be as defensive about it or as like, yeah. am I really hearing from God or am I just making this up? Like, There is a bedrock of truth that God gives us to stand on. And I just feel like meditation has, uh, has really forced me to stand on that and not, 
not my own explanation or my Mm -hmm. own ability and also has forced me to confront that it's real. I mean, to be honest, it's really easy for me to be like, I want to hear from God so that other people look at me and are like, man, she hears from God. You know, like there, there is a piece of like personal glory that I have to fight against and put Mm -hmm. to death again and again. Right. Because like the presence of God is not something to achieve. Um, and so I guess I'm like telling you, like, there are fruits that are coming from this, but there, there's also like all this baggage I've had to deal with. Yeah. With meditating. And I feel like I could go into that more. But I also want to hear like, from your perspective, uh, like, what are fruits that you're either identifying with, or like, you're also seeing born from this discipline? I think a lot of it is just an overall sense and a desire to slow my life down. I feel like we both kind of have struggled with this in seasons. And I feel like for me, it might always be a struggle. Um, but it's one that I'm actively trying to fight against with the Lord's help. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just teaching me to like, I can't live. I'm going to kind of repeat what you said, because I really like it. And I feel like that's what's been most resonating to me. I can't live my life in such a frantic and hurried and just busy way where then I come and meditate and it's just like my thoughts literally can't slow down because the rest of my life is going at a thousand miles an hour. And so the days where I try to meditate that are already super like are already like filled to the brim will be moving at a thousand miles an hour. Like they're not like they're not sweet times of uh, meditation, you know? And because I know, and I believe that the Lord has called us into this discipline of meditation, I, it's kind of forcing me to slow down my life and not to overcommit and not to say yes to too many things. And I kind of feel like I'm preaching to the choir right now because the past few weeks haven't been like this, but this conversation is definitely encouraging me to want to kind of get back on that train and, um, just choose a lifestyle of just more, I don't know, just more peace and just saying no to maybe a few more things and saying yes to the right things and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like that's been the biggest takeaway because that's definitely, in my opinion, what's most challenging about it is just like believing that I don't have enough time in the day or, Mm -hmm. um, that I'm just not being productive when I'm doing it. And, um, I'm definitely not a three on the, I don't know. I hate how we always bring up the Enneagram on the podcast. Um, I'm definitely not a three on the Enneagram, but I do resonate with, uh, certain aspects of a three. And I do feel the need to always be kind of like productive, I guess. Uh Um, and sometimes I feel like meditation or I feel like culture has told me that meditation wouldn't be productive. Um, but I believe with all my heart that scripture, um, tells us repeatedly just the importance of just being still and knowing God, you know? Yeah. I think that's so cool. And also like coming out of a month focusing on Sabbath, is just cool. Like these disciplines all connect, you know, like it, it is, a practice of cultivating a life in the presence of God. But man, 
I feel like there's so much I want to dive into and we're going to get really practical in our next uh, podcast session with both Ashley and I. And I'm really excited to dive into those practicals because like we said, our culture just doesn't prepare us or even honor this discipline. And even like you were just saying, Ash, like culture is preaching a message on meditation that says it's a waste of time and we want to reframe that conversation. But, um, for now we're not going to tease anything else and, uh, you'll just have to wait for our next podcast episode. But if you liked this, we encourage you to subscribe, to listen in on future conversations about spiritual disciplines and the hard questions that face us as God's people. Uh, but for now I'll say so long and we'll catch you later. Bye guys. Bye.